Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Truck goes to the white. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius. It's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Get him off big, Freddie. Get him off big. Richard Mulligan. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host, a man whose daddy would fast and the furious race for pinks in a dick race with Robert Fuller... <laughs> And best friend, Josh Brawley, say hey, Josh. <laughs> and Robert would look down. That's a pretty little poo-poo you got right there, Ray J. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Man. Richard, how you doing? Talk man? about King Kong versus Godzilla, Josh. That would the city could not withstand the destruction that would happen if those two mega dicks collided. <laughs> What they the could make a band, Mega Dicks. <laughs> Have him, you know, like Robert Fuller, my dad, Lanny Poffo, and fucking like uh, Brickhouse Brown or uh, Virgil or something Virgil, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there you go, Mega Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like some heroes don't wear capes. Some just have no foreskin. Some wear them and... in the front, brother. Some wear them in the front. <laughs> but no, man, episode 117, we're... We're good and lubricated, or we're loosened up. We are. We have already recorded 10 hours of podcasting today. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? No, we actually recorded some shows over with BT. Uh, we always do our Wednesday show, AEW Dynamite, which is a review of AEW show that comes out no later than 10 o'clock, usually, on Wednesday nights. It's a review show of AEW. And then we also filled in for Gene Jackson over there on a uh, not AEW Dynamite. We already did that <laughs> on. Was it that? Was it really that good? Or was that the name? Was it really that good? Was it really that good? Was it yes. really that good? You're an excellent promoter. I am. <laughs> so we filled in over there for a show uh, that's going to come out this week, where we covered um, Continental with Eddie Gilbert, uh, Paulie, Paulie. Uh, it was just one of those Southern Alabama Panhandle Florida coast whatever. Promotions back in 1988, which ironically enough, that Uncle Danny was on. So, Mr. Uncle Danny, uh, Mr. Sir. Uncle Danny, sir, we were actually covering a show about that. So, look for that. Like I said, you can find his podcast that we're going to be on. It's called Shooting the Shiznit. Just type that in, like you find our show. Uh, and hopefully, if you like wrestling, you'll enjoy those shows. Like I said, that's that's something we talked about on the show. Josh was we actually started off majorly talking about wrestling on this podcast but we never just really all the way through we never full-fledged we didn't go full wrestling on this show and we've kind of slipped away from talking about any wrestling at all well we have but that's because we talk about it on a whole other show we get it out of our now it's always there that's what we've always said though honestly it's always there a lot of the lingo we use it's kind of in that that light you know and we always will revert back to some wrestling story or something 
loosely about the business. Right. You know, it's always there in the background. There's always going to be a Jake the Snake, two toys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, mm, look at them ducks. <laughs> I, I absolutely enjoy talking about just whatever that that's funny yeah because wrestling is a major part of our lives but it's not everything now we've talked about this before and i think it's just a schedule standpoint uh we should do a separate wrestling show we do i mean we should i mean other than AEW on our own we should do a separate wrestling show where we just document certain wrestling things i think it's just the fact that you have three kids i have a kid and we both have lives and it's just honestly it's hard for us to get together once a week to do this show so doing another show it might be a little bit stressful we might do like a monthly wrestling show sure we, think? we could do that if, right if um well, obviously, the AEW show, AEW uh, Wednesday yeah. Night Dynamite, it's not going to last forever. No, nothing lasts so, forever. Not even if you're perfect. <laughs> what was that? Forever. I don't our know. love will last forever. <laughs> that Macho Man and Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth, will you marry me? The, the fucking. Oh, yeah. yeah I love that. <laughs> I love that video. But yeah, nothing lasts forever. Yeah. And whenever the AEW review show, if we're not going to start doing it again at some point, maybe we should do at least once a month. And let's be honest. We're all, you know, we've been doing radio now or podcasting now for about two hours. And so we're all like loosened up. We've talked about certain things that'll probably be edited out (laughs) of BT show. Maybe we don't know. Um, Maybe not. Let's if we it, get heat with Lawler and Fuller, <laughs> we'll know. Well, somebody going to throw that fire on us? Maybe. We'll see. Might but get I mean, choked with a dick. You never let, know. <laughs> Come here, let me wrap this around your neck. They unravel now. it like wrist tape and choke us with it. You damn pole cat. <laughs> poo-poo. <laughs> poo cat, poo-poo. <laughs> but no, man. I mean, let's, let's put all the cards on the table. We were going to do another wrestling show, like on the radio. And the second radio station in a row has given us the cold shoulder. Uh, I had a meeting about They what? just haven't got our nudes yet. That's, yeah, that's yeah, maybe. all that's holding them back. Once or they, they got them. <laughs> I mean, there's somebody for everybody. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But I mean, we, I mean, let's just be honest. A couple, a couple months back, we were doing radio for certain local radio station. And we were doing football games for them. And when the football and basketball seasons ended, we were, I, you know, we kind of felt like we were, what is it? Prasada non grata. Is that the right word? I don't know Spanish, but we felt like we felt like we were just kind of like, oh, well, thank you for your service. You know, you got a kick in the pants and a new watch and a computer took your job, daddy. So that's the way we felt. That, honestly, nobody took our job. No, we just didn't thing. have a job anymore. So, I mean, it was just we were freelance. But anyways, um, so when we pitched the show, and we got stood up by the station manager. <laughs> and then we pitched it, you know, the second time and we thought we had a start date and everything like that. Uh, and then contact just Jimmy Hoffard. It just disappeared. We were like, well, fuck, we'll just do our show here and we'll just keep going and doing what we're doing here. Uh, and then recently I had an interview with um, a radio station and I don't want to say it's dead in the water. I'll say this. I, we talked about it would probably be better for after football season to do this show. Because right now on Saturdays you got so much stuff, so much. But it, it's so funny, man. The wrestling business and radio is so similar. Is like if you're not getting booked, it's hard as hell to get a call back. It's like 
like they, they, they always try to do the Paul Heyman thing. You know, you send them a message and, you know, you might get a call back from a guy with an accent that you know is Paul Heyman. You know, you know how you had these wrestlers talking about that back in the day. Same thing with radio, man. Radio is the same exact way. It's hard to try to get a call back, to try to get that foot in the door. So, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe after football season, we'll revisit it. Communication seems to have broken down again, uh, but we'll see, man. Like I said, we got some positive feedback on it, and but that's the reason why we don't talk about wrestling because we were planning on having a separate show. I have a guy that I've held on deck for about three or four weeks now telling him, hey, just hold off. I'd like to have you on because he's, he's a wrestler from locally. He's a local wrestler, and I want to have him on because he's not pro AEW. He's the opposite way we are. He thinks totally opposite of us. He's like the Jim Cornette, and uh, – I tell him, I'm like, I want to have you on, but I want to have you on when it's important, when we're out there on our local wrestling show, not where we're talking about dick jokes, you know? Right. <laughs> so don't, don't pop your wad coming on whenever we're doing right. a fucking uh, diarrhea joke. Right. You want to get on one where we're actually talking about wrestling. So eventually, if, if the radio thing falls through, we'll try to do podcasting and we'll do a wrestling show once a month, maybe. We'll uh, see. But I mean, here, here's the thing, Josh. That aside... How did you get through Halloween? Did you get through unscathed? Everything was, uh, you know, just fine. Uh, only one of my children is not a teenager now. Right. So she, even she, who is 12, went to a Halloween party. Yeah. Um, which was, it was ran by a, uh, like a little church group type thing. But they were at the uh, the, the the little girl's house or whatever. Yeah. And uh, her I parents saw. are big on the church. So I, I was like, yeah, you can go to the... She called it a party, but I knew they weren't going crazy or anything. Yeah. I and, saw your uh, oldest at the at a church here in Jackson. Oh, yeah? We were at, yeah. She was dressed up in a suit, like a little... One of those like uh, zip-up suits that they sell, like a full body suit. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your oldest here, and I was like, oh, hey. And she's like... She always sees me when I'm out, and she's like, oh, I don't know you. You know, just joking with me. But <laughs> she was at the same thing my daughter was at. My daughter went as Annabelle. Right. Yeah, so... You know, Annabelle at a church. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then, then, then things are good, man, for kids. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. But I'm going to tell you something else that's really good, and I have a lot of faith in. Or, or at least just, just talking about the idea. I got a lot of faith in it, and I have a lot of faith that it's going to work if we apply <laughs> you get all out? Because I want you to understand, <laughs> I found Captain Mark's Facebook page. What? Yes, sir. And it's so, totally legit. All right. So for the people that might just be listening to this episode, fill them in on who Captain Mark is. Captain Mark Bailey is the greatest captain to ever sail the high seas. This man lives life. He lives a year in a month. I mean, he knows how to party. <laughs> he knows where all the fish are. He know if you're a fisherman or if you're just wanting to party, you call Captain Mark and he will give you the ride of your life so, on a charter boat. So we did a, a story back in the summer about Captain Mark and Captain Mark's wild boat ride. I think that's actually the name of the episode, Captain Mark's wild boat ride or something wild like that. Trip. Wild trip. Uh, Captain Mark took these fishermen and fisher boys out. I don't know how you There were it. children <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> and he took them out on what was supposed to be like a, a four-hour fishing excursion. A four-hour <laughs> tour. A four-hour tour. And then the... The sea started getting rough because Captain Mark was doing lines. <laughs> Captain Mark was drinking before the boat ever left right. the dock. 
he, and he started doing coke. He started rolling the joint and smoking weed. Technically held these people hostage. One of the guys tried to get their dad a beer out of the cooler. He, and he, he choked, choked him. him. Yeah. <laughs> told him, put it the fuck back. Don't touch my beer. So Captain Mark is a legend. Anytime we talk about water or boating, me and Josh will send somebody. I was like, oh, did you see? Like when I went on vacation this summer, Josh was, I was like, hey, we're fixing to get on a boat. And Josh sent me a message like, is that Captain Ron's boat? <laughs> Not Captain Ron. Is it Captain Mark? Captain Mark. Captain Mark. Captain Ron was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I think he is like Captain Ron. Yeah. And Captain Ron was a drug addict. Thanks for covering for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> but, you know, it sparked an idea when I found the Facebook page. Yeah. Every good podcast has a thing, right? Some kind yeah. of thing where they treat their their listeners to uh, something that they would enjoy, something they can interact with people. So I got a thing to where I think we need to try to contact Captain Mark. Yeah. Barring that he's going to be out of prison by the time that we plan. Do you the think trip. he's in prison, or you think he, did he ever make bail? No. If you if you get Captain Ron on this show, Mark, like I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on, up. let me hit, let me hit it one time. This asshole, fuck these words, <laughs> up, man. I mean, he's got words that he don't even need. He's right. pretty high strung, so I wouldn't yeah. be calling him something different. Well, I mean, we're going to be on the, the phone. I mean, this man will do a cocaine induced uh, four hour <laughs> trip to Jackson, Tennessee, to shoot me exactly. or threaten to shoot me at least. I wouldn't want to test him either way. Take me out to the forked deer and roll me around before anybody could find me. <laughs> but let's say that he's out of prison by May. Yeah, by this May, this coming May, then. We'll already have him lined up as a captain for the charter boat. We give, we got to have enough people to where if he snaps and he goes ape shit, we have enough people to overwhelm his ass right. and take control of the boat. So I'm thinking at least 25 people. <laughs> Do you? I mean, uh, let's be honest. We've been married. And we have kids. Do you know 25 people? <laughs> I think we could find them Maybe all. Maybe between us two. The listeners yeah. out there, we could find 25 of them oh. that would be willing to put up a little money to have an awesome boat ride and experience <laughs> on the high seas with Captain Mark, man. Come on. We can party. We yeah. know Captain oh, Mark yeah. likes to party. Yeah, we know definitely. he's DTF yeah. for whatever. <laughs> well, DTF for, means down to fuck. Down to fuck up. <laughs> That's what I said. He's down to fuck whatever. Fuck up whatever. Here's here's a border collie. Fuck it, Captain Mark. <laughs> he probably I'm would. DTF. Let me do a line. I'll, I'll fuck that border collie. <laughs> but, dude, as long as we have enough people, right. we're safe. We'll throw yeah. his ass overboard and commandeer the boat. I don't know, man. A man with a gun is a dangerous man. I think once he gets out of prison, he's not going to be able to own a gun. Technically, well, he's not going to be legally able to own a gun. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you ever, have you ever heard that thing that said if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns? Captain Mark's an outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pirate, at right? Best, so, I but I, I'll out. be honest with you, man. Uh, I mean, and I'm not. I'm not saying this to to pat myself on the back or give myself a, a slap of the old Christmas ham. Uh, but I have I have secured some major guests for this show. Would you not Would you not agree, uh, Conrad Thompson? Uh, you know, with the assist, you got me, Danny Davis. But we also had um, headbanger, one of the headbangers, uh, <laughs> Thrasher. I'm just Glenn Ruth. He's an awesome guy. But we've had a lot of guests on this show. He did show. something backstage one time. I yeah, heard. yeah, something. I don't know. But I mean, we've had gold medalists on this show. We've had Super Bowl champions on this show. And, and and like I said, not patting myself on the back, but I have initiated the contact on all this. And, and my greatest booker of a non, you know, major podcast show ever. 
I'm not patting myself on the back here, but <laughs> it sounds like I am. But I, but if you were to secure Captain Ron, Mark, Captain, oh, fucking this asshole, fuck these words, <laughs> up, man. I mean, he's got words that he don't even need. If you were to secure Captain Mark for our for our podcast, just an interview, yeah, you would go down as the greatest podcast booker of all time i think if i got moby then i'm that might be true moby is a pipe dream my friend and well i would have told you captain mark would be a pipe dream but i think once he gets out he's gonna be hungry he's gonna want to eat and if we was to paypal him 10 bucks i bet he'd do it i was gonna ask you would you pay captain mark for what 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 definitely not to put not to put all our chips on the table here what is the max that you would pay captain mark if we went in together What's the max you would pay for a Captain Mark interview? I would at least throw fifty. So fifty. So yeah. So if you went halves and you went fifty, so the max you would pay would be a hundred bucks. Well, I mean, it just depends on if he was willing to play ball. If he's going to give us an hour of the craziest shit we've ever heard, yeah, I'll throw a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, because that'd be worth it to hear all his high C tales about getting <laughs> fucked up. High C tales. Fucking, you know, whores on different islands right. and stuff. That was the first time I was fucked up on crystal meth. Holding people hostage yeah. at the, you know, it, I'm gonna he's say got the stories. Man. I'm gonna say you work your magic. Did you friend him on Facebook? Not yet. I'm just kind of because he hadn't posted anything since May, right. which oh, he was yeah. he was in prison about June. So I'm thinking he was on a bender from May to June. Oh wow! Yeah, or he was out at sea, didn't have a phone or whatever. So, but he's a volatile person, man. Yeah, like, I personality mean, wise, right? You never know what you're going to get, probably. But I think we should at least reach out. I'm yeah. going to try to make that happen. Try to make it happen. We'll see what happens there. Um, I would be. As my grandmother would say, tickled pink. <laughs> but I you haven't answered, the, I mean, the big question. Yeah. Let's just pretend, hypothetically, we get him on the show, we ask him would he do the boat ride or whatever for our listeners and this P3 and boat ride. Yeah. Are you going? Don't bullshit. Don't oh, tough guy me. Man. Don't fucking tough guy me. I'm Tell being me honest. I would be nervous. I'd be well, nervous. Who wouldn't about be? It. <laughs> people are nervous when you ride a Ferris wheel, brother. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, are you going? I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably not. Unless- oh my god! So you're leaving me <laughs> and 25 of our delicate listeners. Mm-hmm. To Captain Mark? Yeah, I mean, Come I'd be on. honest with you. If if I'm if I'm being completely honest, I'd be sick that day. I just I don't have faith. You gotta in have my shot. You the yeah. shotgun man. You gotta have. My- I would give you a hell of a memorial show. Oh, like, come on. <laughs> wow. I'd be like, I'd bury you with my pants, in my pants. Oh, I'd, guarantee you'd throw yeah. them things on top of me as much as you've held them over my head. Come on, man. Sure I got to held them over his head for the rest of his life. That's going to be my burial garb. I'd be like talking to your wife. You think we could add some insurance money to me from pants fund? <laughs> he you did rip like my pants. Bucks on you, dude. I mean, I'd definitely be a pallbearer at your funeral, right? Oh yeah, I mean something. Well, something of them depends what's, on if your back was burnt that what's day. What's the high? Right? <laughs> you might have to get your daughter to step uh, in for you. If what's it was that? Huh? What's the highest importance of a of a funeral? I know the best man's the highest importance of a wedding. What's the highest importance of a funeral? Is uh, it a pallbearer? The, the preacher for the eulogy. Would you want me to do your well, eulogy? Well, obviously the dead subject. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, got to be there. Yeah. If not, then what's the point, right? <laughs> Maybe uh, I could get me and 
your other two friends together and we could do that like Zimbabwe dance with your casket like they did oh, yeah. on that video. Definitely do that. <laughs> Come on, let's do the electric slide while we put him in the ground. Do the tussie roll. <laughs> but yeah, man, that kind of breaks my heart that you wouldn't go on the, if he was totally game. What if he sounded okay? <laughs> it's like Captain Mark's trying to get his life back together. I'm trying to get everything together. I think this I boat ride would be step one. I don't know, man. You don't take... You don't take a person that's struggling with alcohol and drugs to a casino or in gambling addiction to a casino. I feel like what would set him off would be the high seas. If that motherfucker catches an alligator garb, I'm going fucking ape shit. <laughs> the first boot you catch, he has a flashback and like, oh fuck it. <laughs> but no, man. I mean, I I would love to have like a booze cruise. Of some sort. <laughs> Maybe we could get Captain Mark to come to the Tennessee River and just captain like a bass boat. But is it because it's on the ocean? Yeah. Yet you're afraid. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, if we could get on the Mississippi and cruise down to New Orleans, that would be awesome. I would love something like that, but. Um, we ought to get Captain Mark to do a Huck Finn ride on a goddamn <laughs> lumber, a lumbered uh, raft. And it'll just be me, you, and Captain Mark. No shoes, goddamn cane poles, baby. Ooh. Oh man, there was something I wanted to say there, but, but no, man, it would be totally cool to like travel down the Mississippi river to New Orleans. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No. We think we've covered this before. We have. But, yeah. But dude, New Orleans is like my favorite city. Right. I mean, just, you'd have to have a beer in New Orleans. Well, I tell you what, um, we would have to have more than a beer if it was going to be Captain Mark with us, because Captain Mark, obviously, I think he just gets set off by beer, and then he wants to do other things. So maybe that's what happened. He got to drinking, and he got to just wanting, man, I got to do some cocaine now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that feeling drinking beer, but, um, you know, maybe that's his deal. But I don't know. Way. I mean, I don't... I don't know how I would handle you if you were on cocaine that night. You were oh my god, totally hammered. <laughs> I would have been awake probably. Yeah, and that that's been a lot more brothers, brother, 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 <laughs> brother, 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 brother. <laughs> yeah, it would be like brother. <laughs> no man, I I don't know. I I think yeah, you're right. The ocean part does scare me. The ocean part. It's like there. At least if like I can't swim. But if he went crazy, I feel like I could find a life raft and jump. <laughs> well, that's what that's what that's what shit the bed during the first trip. They were they were at least ten miles out on the ocean, right? No land, so they couldn't jump and go overboard and right. swim to safety. But if we're on the Tennessee River, man, you jump out, you maybe a minute or two swimming, and you're back to land. So yeah, we should try to work that in. Eh, like I said, if I had a life raft or something that I could easily jump into to get away and swim to the shore uh with the mississippi it wouldn't be that bad with the ocean you're just like we're going to try to like hitch a ride with a fucking dolphin or something like drug smugglers are out there yeah frequent so <laughs> you might land on a fucking submarine jumping overboard your best your best chance of anybody finding you is like google earth you know so i don't know like i said i would rather i'd rather just do a uh, a Mississippi River cruise, <laughs> a riverboat cruise. And on an old riverboat, I'm not sure he'd be uh, responsible with an old riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't in international waters. Goddamn, I don't do it. He'd tear that fucking wagon wheel looking thing off, and <laughs> we'd be fucked. 
Oh man. But no, man, I tell you another thing that's kind of got me screwed up right now. We, we are filming this or taping this. We're what, filming right we're now. We're filming this. Well, I've been filming you in the bathroom for like the past three months. Oh man. <laughs> Can I, can I offer you some Do you blue think chew? I go too many times a day? Like, you, you might is have, three too many? You might have a prostate problem. I'm talking about shitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you do have those th- those thoughts. It's like, I might have shit maybe more than my allotted amount that I should be shitting. Or but. I'm just thinking, damn, she needs to learn how to cook. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, the thing that's got me screwed up, uh, daylight savings time. Uh, fun times, Josh. Feels like it's midnight. It right does. Now. We're recording this show on a Sunday at five o'clock, and it feels like it might as well be eight thirty. Like we're going to be late for work tomorrow because we're going to miss sleep to do this show. And I, I hate, I, I love, but I hate this time of year when we change our clocks back because at least this time of year we get an extra hour of sleep, or our bodies have been conditioned to be waking up at a certain time, so it feels like an extra hour of sleep, but. Right now, dude, I I feel like we are like in the twilight of the time, and like we should not be doing a podcast right now. You're like my alarm's going off in about yeah. two fucking hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it does feel a little different. Yeah, but I think you know how it is, man. In a week or two, it'll feel normal. You'll adjust, eventually. yeah. You'll but adjust. it is like being in the twilight zone or something during those first few days after daylight right. savings time. It's always the weirdest to me, but going to work now it won't be in total darkness so that is a key yep well i'll tell you what josh we've been doing this for a little while let's do this right here so if you're struggling to find something to do for your significant other or a family member that might have a little bit of a drinking problem what are you going to get them for for christmas what are you going to get them for tuesday it's the same thing you're going to get them wine because it's the the, the gift that keeps on giving, and hopefully you get them wine from our site, which is the Wine of the Month Club. Every month they're going to bring you a new bottle of wine. Well, not you, the alcoholic you bought it for. It could be you. Who knows? But and you're just saying a, a bottle yeah. of wine. That's up to two bottles up to two of bottles. wine, my brother. High quality wine. High quality, low quality. Uh, I'll hit that mic thing one more time. <laughs> make a zoink and I'll yeah. get hurt and then I'll need me some wine. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to enable your buddy or your family member or hell, just give it to the bum at the corner that looks like he needs it. I think you need to go to tinyurl.com slash p3wine to enable your local addict, my friend. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. And that's going to be at tinyurl.com slash p3wine. Once again, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club. Welcome back to more P3 Radio. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from Something to Wrestle With. Bruce Pritchard, and you're listening to P3 Radio. Got some little lies here, Josh. Thank God it's not Little Diamonds. <laughs> By Fleetwood Mac. So, speaking of Little Diamonds there, Josh, you were the uh, only one to hear it. There was a scam call I had, and I had a phone update. 
that I just did. And I don't know if it was the phone update or if it was the, I don't know what it was, but my calling app didn't catch it right. And it was a good scam call. I mean, I, I was proud of it. And hopefully I'll hit the next scammer with it. And hopefully it'll pick up right. I'll do the same thing. So I won't give it away anything we did, but I actually did tell the scammer that we were in a, like I had ran up a credit card bill buying band instruments because I had started a cover band uh, called Little Darling, and we just played diamonds, the diamond songs. <laughs> <laughs> to his credit, he was unfazed. He was like, okay, 15 grand? Cool. What's the credit card number? <laughs> you sound like a man that makes bad decisions. Definitely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to be honest, man, I can hear the ants crawling outside better than I can hear yeah. that operator it, because something is my- jacked up with your app, and you might just need to delete it and well, re-download it. Well, I don't think it's the app. I think I, I either had it on speakerphone or I had headphones in. I don't know what I had. I can't remember because, like I told you before, I get an adrenaline rush when I get those scam calls. Like, I get this just overwhelming, like, adrenaline dump to where I actually get nervous a little bit. Like, I get jittery uh, because I know I'm about to mess with these people. And it's, like, the best part of my day. I'm like, I'm about to fuck with scammers. <laughs> but, uh... So I don't know what I did. So next time I will answer the phone in the right way and do it the right way. But no, I wanted to play this song, not just because scammers. There's a lot of liars out there, Josh. There sure is. (laughs) And we wanted to do a segment on liars. Um, But let's get right to it. You know, we don't talk a lot about wrestling, but the WWE feels like they might have been encountered by a liar. I don't say the WWE. Let's just say the talent that is involved in the WWE. Now, are you talking about the recent uh, kiboshed? Kiboshed. The kiboshed airline trip where they thought they were leaving and yes. six hours later they're still sitting there? Yeah, I mean, more than six hours. They were supposed to leave by like, they were supposed to be gone by like their Thursday night. And are there Friday morning and they were still here by Saturday. It's like they were supposed to be back by Friday. They got back Saturday morning. Um, well, let's just fill people in if they're not under the uh, the know, in the know. And they're the not wrestling umbrella. They're not smartened up. Let's smarten them up right Smarten now. these marks up. Yeah, let's smarten them up. No, so basically what happened was the WWE had a show in Saudi Arabia, which a lot of people, you know, for these Saudi Arabia shows, let's be honest, a lot of people are like, "Why the fuck you doing this?" Yeah, it's a you know, you know, they could just really like just say, "All right, y'all are our prisoners now." I mean, it would be a bad call. It would start a war, I'm sure. You know, it would start some kind of political thing. But they could really do whatever they wanted. You know, um, so what happened? You don't think Brock would become Rambo at that point, though? I mean, it's 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 great to be hand to hand combat. But when you're fighting a military that's armed, yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. It's like that old Chris Rock thing. You got picks, I got ticks. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter at that point how how far you like. Like Ron White, it doesn't matter how far you can run if you've got a stop sign in your spleen. <laughs> It'd be a good movie though, man. Oh he yeah, looks like he'd have the damn uh, that. Like Arnold used to keep the uh, the the. Belt of the housekeeper ammo pregnant. Or, or, oh no! Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, man! You're getting too uh, personal. Yeah. But 
Come on. We're going to act like that kid didn't look like Arnold. <laughs> half Consuela, half Arnold. <laughs> Man, he's just, he, he's wide as he is tall. He's got good genetics. <laughs> he can clean like a motherfucker. You got to see him power dust. <laughs> anyway. I, caught him, I caught him using the gas earlier. It was fucking weird. But uh, but you're you're saying you'd like to see a Brock Lesnar Marine type like, movie, like in the uh, same light of Rambo or something. He's trying to hitchhike through town in Oregon <laughs> somewhere, and that asshole sheriff just won't leave him alone. So wow. he fucking snaps and does what he does. <laughs> but no, so here's what happened after the show, which uh, had a little bit of controversy on it. Josh, they had the first women's match. In the history of Saudi Arabia. And you know what, man? I watched, I don't really keep up like, you know, too hard with the current product. Yeah. But whenever there's a lot of hoopla on my Twitter feed, I will look at certain clips and stuff. And, you know, it kind of um, just kind of made me, eh, why? You know, why would you do that? But I'm not over there. But I seen when Natty came out, they had people throwing shit at her, you know, and they're trying, I, I get, you know, when if it's part of your culture and whatnot, right? You know, you may be a bit uh, standoffish. Yeah, that's the best way I can say that. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. God, I, I you know, we, we try natty, not to be political here. If you're but, natty, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, they obviously don't respect you, and you obviously have to dress with a shirt on and a full body suit. Lacey Evans, she wore a, a natty suit. How I mean, you, how do you think she felt in that whole situation? She's an ex Marine, like a former Marine, a retired Marine. Right. And like, she's been over in certain situations. So, how do you think she felt in this whole situation where she was like, like, you know, she had to feel a little threatened. Right. It's because, hey, uh, we know what your gimmick is. Right. But here, uh, wear one of Natty suits, and also you got to put this T-shirt on. Call us a nasty, and we'll declit you and stone you in the street. Like, <laughs> honestly. God almighty. I mean, are we going right. to act like they don't do that over there? Yeah. I mean, you know, for all the intolerance that we hear about our country, and God, I don't want to be political, but for all the intolerance that we hear about our country, there was a post I saw that was on that was on one of the wrestling sites. It was like when you want to hug your buddy, but you realize they execute gay people in this country. It was a it was a kid at one of, at the Saudi show that jumped up and his friend jumped up behind him and he threw his arms around him like in a hug position, like ah, oh, I'm hugging him. We're at a show, right. and then immediately realized they were on camera and like jumped back like three feet. Wow! Like like immediately, and you're like. For all the shit that we hear about, like, and I know there's a lot of things that we could change about America, but when you look at that, like how women don't have any rights at all over there. And they just started driving last year. Yeah, they execute gay people. It's like, man, I don't know. I mean, it just seems dirty that we're going over there doing business with them. It's like, I know that you want to make change and you want to help facilitate change, but when you see somebody throwing a water ball at a woman that's about to wrestle and she's in like, Almost full cover, fully. She is fully covered, head to toe, except for her for her head and her hands. I, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, apparently, but honestly, apparently if, that had the controversy that that was some of the controversy in the dirt sheets that said that stirred up this whole situation. But if WWE came out and said, "Okay, guys, look, we know how political this is, and we know how the majority of you feel." It's just about money. We're going over there. The Prince is a mega, mega fan. He's got shit tons of money. He's throwing all this money at us. He gets fucking Taker almost every show and pays him at least a million dollars a show. If they came out and said that, would you respect them anymore? 
I mean, yeah, a little bit more because, you know, hey, they're just trying to make money. They're a business. Right. Let's be honest. If you had a business and you were like a heating and air guy and some guy said, hey, I need you to come over to Saudi Arabia and do heating and air for me. We'll pay you $3 million. I mean, you're sweating in an attic here for fourteen fifty an hour. You know, yeah, that's a great business move. Go do it. Uh, but I think I wish they, I, you know, I kind of wish they would come out and say that, you know, Hey, we're doing it because it's a money, it's a money grab. We're not trying to change the world. It's money. But as you said that the report is that they haven't paid for some of their shows already that they've had. And uh, that Vince McMahon had beef with the Prince at the Saudi Arabia show. Uh, so that's something that's come out as well. Like they owe money. And there was a big uh, thing where Vince cut the feed to Saudi Arabia for the network. So up until like, like they were on delay, like there was a 40 minute delay before they finally had the feed come up. So there's all this speculation and all this stuff. But what happened was SmackDown roster was getting on a plane. They got on a plane to come back to America from Saudi Arabia. And then all of a sudden they got pulled off the plane and told that there was engine problems, and they were held for 24 hours. They missed SmackDown, which, by the way, SmackDown was the best show I've ever seen for SmackDown in the past, like, seven, eight years. It might have been the best WWE show I've ever seen uh, this this decade, you know, in the 2000 and past 10s. What is, what is the 10s in called? The 10s. The, aughts, the roaring 10s. The nons, tens. the tents. The 2010s, <laughs> it was the best 2000. The little tens. It was the best SmackDown I've sh- show I've seen since you know Austin Rock, Kurt Angle, that era. So I mean, and their back was against the wall. They used young talent, blah blah blah. But the thing was, it was like they were told there was engine problems. Uh, Vince McMahon left on a private jet with Brock and Hulk. Brock had his own private jet. So oh, different, so Hogan, pri- Hogan was with one of them. H- Hogan, Ric Flair, and Paul Lee rode with Brock on his private jet. Um, Tyson Fury, he had a private jet. He got out of there. But like from what I've heard, the rest of the roster, Kane Velasquez, and uh, all of the WWE roster was there for a full day. Yeah, Brock's, he left Kane's ass there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about your ass too much when yeah. I look in the mirror, motherfucker. Your ass is staying. Enjoy Saudi Arabia. Hope and all they the- chop your fucking head off, bitch. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, I feel like there's no heat there. There can't be any heat there, right? No. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, I mean, I just feel like that was... They're they're saying that Vince has a lot of heat on him now because he left before the crew did and the the wrestlers did. Well, goddamn, pal, what happens mm. if they all kill us all? <laughs> Who will run the goddamn company? <laughs> I mean, if you're that's the, what he's thinking. If you're the talent though, and you see how well they did without you, like SmackDown's ratings went up this week, like tremendously. I mean, granted they were on FS1 last week because of baseball. But SmackDown's ratings went up tremendously. I mean, you have to look at that and go, oh, man, I'm expendable. Like, even more than you know. Like, you you always know in wrestling, like, next man up type mentality. They're going to cut me at any time, and I'm going to be broke and penniless, and they're just going to keep moving on. You're a spoke in the wheel. But if you're a SmackDown wrestler, and you've been abandoned in Saudi Arabia, you feel like you've been abandoned in Saudi Arabia, and then you see SmackDown just pushes along without you and actually does better, how are you feeling? But do you think it was the mystique of 
we got to watch. Even people who normally trash and don't watch, do you think they watched just to see how bad it was going to be? I'll be because honest. Because none of the fucking guys were there? I'll be honest. I wanted to see what they did. Like, that's why I watched. I watched on a 10-minute delay. I watched, like, on my DVR, a 10-minute delay. And I watched just to see what they were going to do. And I heard through, you know, rumors and dirt sheets that they flew in and, you know, we they used NXT and they used their roster and they did like a little hostile takeover thing. But the reason why it was so gradual was because the NXT uh, wrestlers, most of them didn't land until 7.55. That's why the first segment went so long with Brock and everything. They had a police escort from the airport to the arena. Wow. And I didn't know that. Yeah, so they didn't get everybody there in time. So I just wanted to see what they would do. And to their credit, WWE, when their back's against the wall, they put out good television. And I, I told this to my wife. I was like, okay, you know, she didn't care. But I told her, I was like, this is kind of like, you know, when they have to scramble to do something, they always end up striking gold because they're not so stuck in their ways. They're just uh, trying to reach out for whatever it takes. And I was like, this is a lot like when Austin won the King of the Ring because they were punishing Triple H for the curtain call. You know, that was something that they just did because, well, who's the next person up? Austin. And then he struck fire. You know, it's like there was something there. NXT proved that there was something there. You know, you don't have to have the big dog in his yard. You don't have to have these, these big names. You just have to have a good product. And you have to tell a good story. And they did such a good job of that this past Friday night. Um, I tell you, man, I, I, you know, if I'm a SmackDown roster person, I'm like looking at myself going, damn, they're going to get rid of me. Or like my job might be in jeopardy right now. Well, you do know if Fox liked it so much and they said, well, hell, we ought to do that at least twice a year this time. Right. Just do it. Look at what it did. Send them to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but no, I said that because, you know, the little lies thing, you know, they were told engine trouble and they were told this and that. And that was, I don't believe it. I feel like they were fucking with the, the people because like I said, there's all kinds of reasons, but Saudi Arabia doesn't really need a reason. They can just fuck with people, especially if you're in their country. But I brought that up to Josh to say this. I started thinking about it and I heard this comedian talking about it uh, and I've heard it before. Um, you know, we, wherever you have dictators, Uh-oh. all right, I'm not talking about things that grow in your dick. <laughs> yeah. We call them, that's just little taters. That's a little dictator. We'll go get them cut off, yeah. baby. Don't worry. <laughs> you just don't tell nobody about them. <laughs> of course, you was like, where'd that other one go? We got to take Richard Lee to the doctor. <laughs> it didn't fall. No. Um, I said that because, you know, dictators write their own history, right? Um, I got to listen to this comedian. He was talking about Kim Jong Il, and I've heard this before. All the dictators in North Korea always have these magnificent feats, like they're the first person to scuba dive, or they're the one that invented the ski. You know, they always have these. I actually was scuba diving in the uh, Marinara Trench. Is it called the Marinara? Yes, that's what the name is. <laughs> but they always do that thing where they make up their dictators are the best people ever. They're the strongest, fastest, quickest. And you look at like, and I'm hoping we're not getting some North Korea heat on this. Oh yeah. Cause <laughs> the fucking North Korea audience is just out there. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, <laughs> but you look at the people that have been in power for their countries and you're like, that little motherfucker. 
<laughs> like, like Kim Jong Il and invented the three point shot. <laughs> I was like, that's the stuff they tell their people. So I found this site. Uh, it's called the Citizen, and it's like the ten myths that the the ten myths that are facts in North Korea. Kim Jong Il, uh, and this is all about Kim Jong Il and the things that he told his people while he was there. Now, of course, his son took over. Uh, and they don't know how old he is, Kim Jong Un, or that's the new one. That's the new one. It's the son of Kim Jong Il. Il is the second one. Il is the first one. Il's the daddy. And well, Kim there Jong- was Grandpa mm. that ran the country after it was the Kim Jong something, but it was. And then there was Il. Il, and now there's Un. Il Un. Yeah. So Un uh, is now like they think he's like thirty five, thirty six. Sounds right. Uh, they don't know when he was born exactly. Because why keep records? <laughs> well, he's kayfabe. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. But they, they, they come up with new stories and everything. But these are the things that Kim Jong-il, the first, uh, the second one's, uh, these are his facts. <laughs> <laughs> his autobiography. So one of them is Kim Jong-il had a supernatural birth. And it says, move over, Jesus. Based on Kim Jong-il's autobiography, uh, oh, official biography, he was born on Korea's most sacred mountain, Mount Bikata. Bakudu? Bakudu? I don't know. Mount Bukaki. Buk- <laughs> That's a messy mountain. Um, <laughs> at the moment of his birth, a new star formed and illuminated the sky. The season suddenly changed from winter to spring, and a double rainbow appeared. Beautiful but Soviet records paint a far more boring picture. Kim Jong-il seemed to have been born, seems to have been born in 1941, in the Siberian village of Vasakabakh. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce Bunch it. Of backwards R's in that. So apparently, what they all believe is he was a supernatural being. Like he was born like on a mountain. There's like, double rainbows. Yes. Awesome. Uh, another, another thing that is a fact in North Korea Kim Jong il is a fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> that Bruce Lee suit he wears all the time. You mean really the three foot tall? Yeah, you mean the three foot tall guy that wears the green military outfit? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wears the Bruce Lee garb whenever he goes out. <laughs> that is right. Uh, he, on the the new one does. The new one does. This is the this is the father. You're thinking he wore of the, the same kind of. Oh, thing. he did. I think he it's did. A issue like a government gee? issue like a gi. Well, no, that's it's like a Bruce Lee uh, <laughs> casual outfit. In 2010, the North Korean media decided that Kim Jong-il's fashion had taken the world by storm, and the rest of the world knows that that never happened. <laughs> That's what this article says. <laughs> um, Kim Jong, uh, One of the facts is Kim Jong-il was loved by the world. That's not true. Um, but this one, Josh, had me kind of stumped. Um, Minju Jason, Minju Jason, the North Korean publication credited Kim Jong-il with creating the hamburger. According to the paper, the leader invented a brand new sandwich and named it Double Bread and Meat. Yeah, he's a shitty namer. <laughs> the name, f- the new food was meant to supply quantity nutrition to teachers and students. Next, a plant was set up for mass double bread with double meat production. <laughs> this motherfucker's saying that he invented the hamburger. He should have gave his all of his people hamburgers. Because yeah. every one of them looked like they need a hamburger. 
Uh, this was another big one, Josh, here. Kim Jong-il was a master golfer. Did you know that? <laughs> According to his biography, this is all written by him. He was taught by Jack Nicholas. <laughs> Kim jong no, better than that, motherfucker. He, he taught Jack Nicholas oh. or Jack Nicholson. Which one of them was the actor? Which one was the golfer? Nicholson is the actor. Okay. Nicholas is the well, golfer. He would have schooled both those motherfuckers in golf because in his biography... Uh, Kim Jong-il first picked up a golf club in 1994. So he was well in his prime. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I can do golf. So he picked up a golf club in 1994 at North Korea's only golf course. <laughs> <laughs> he shot 38 under par, which is a huge. <laughs> uh, uh, that included no fewer than 11 hole-in-ones. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's great <laughs> I mean you would think Jesus would be a good golfer too so if somebody that has supernatural born power you know be a good golfer uh, but this is the one that uh, well let me go one more and then I'll get back to the other one uh, two more real quick in secession uh, he told his people that AIDS, Ebola, MERS and SARS were all easy, easily curable and that they had the vaccine and that the Japanese stole time. Uh, he said that North Koreans believe that during the occupation, uh, during the occupation by Japanese imperialists in 1919, time was stolen. In 2015, Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Un, the son of Il, decided enough is enough, and North Korea set their clocks back 30 minutes because Japan had stole time from them. Um, <laughs> Them motherfuckers owe me thirty minutes. <laughs> like, like everybody, a dis- every goddamn buddy, like a disgruntled dock worker. You didn't ever pay me for that thirty minutes. I came in that one day on my sick. I worked through my lunch, motherfucker. You owe me. Um, the other thing is there is no internet. Uh, North Korea, as you said, no one's going to be listening because they don't have the internet there. It is believed that the internet is only only government officials in North Korea have access to. Uh, the best part. The best part is the explanation for why the internet is denied. North Korea are made to believe North Koreans are made to believe that the reason they don't have access to the internet is because the government officials would like to protect the West reputation. Okay. Then (laughs) that's what this says. But the most absurd one I saw on this, Josh, what do you think the most, what do you have to do in order to be a person to live and be a person? What is the main things you have to do? Well, First and foremost, you have to breathe. Yes. You um, you have to have blood pumping through your yes. veins, uh-huh. brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want me to keep yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, keep or? going, keep going. Uh, let's see. You got to make money. Yeah. Got to have a job. So food, water, shelter. Yeah. Okay. All Clothes. Necessities. Yeah. All right. So there's one thing that we didn't mention that Kim Jong-il never did. Kim Jong-il never shit. (laughs) Seriously, his biography states that the leader never used a toilet. He apparently didn't need to urinate or defecate. Oh, and to add to the supernatural abilities, he could control the weather too. You don't say. A man that never shits can tell you when it's going to storm because he controls it all. Well, I mean, he's got a squeaky clean asshole and a (laughs) dick hole that's squeaky clean. So, I mean, maybe his brain's squeaky clean. I wonder if he just pissed and shit because he wanted to. You know, he didn't have to, but he just wanted to. This is my choice, mind you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, 
I just thought that was crazy that this this leader told you told all these people, then they have to believe it. You know, even if they don't, even if it's like a wrestling thing, where it's like we know it's a work, but he'll he'll fucking kill us if we don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never shit. We we agree. You'd probably don't have an asshole. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I don't want to, my brains blown out. Kind of like my brains. Yeah, yeah, this motherfucker never shit. Yep. Well, yep. Don't say anything to the contrary. <laughs> but no, I mean, all right. So let's get off of Kim Jong Il. Because I just got off his mom. Oh, <laughs> no. He didn't have a mom. He's supernatural, Richard. <laughs> That's that old playground insult. Let's get off. Let's get off of mothers because I just got off of yours. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, but it's so, so effective. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. You ran into your own version of a scam or a little lie uh, through a Reddit post, uh, and you brought it to me a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't brought it up, but we have laughed about it. Uh, you want to smarten the people? You want to smarten the marks up about this? Well, look now. This I just want to preface this with: I don't practice all of these techniques, but this is a great Reddit thread. If you're a little bit uh, carny-ish, yeah. if you, uh, <laughs> you know, if you like to get ahead without putting in all the effort, you know, this is a thread for you. It's a Reddit thread called Unethical Life Pro Tips. <laughs> and what kind of pro tips would they be in Unethical Life Pro Tips, Josh? Well, let me tell you something. If you have a slightly newer car, if you're going at least 2010 and up. Yeah. What you gonna have to have to drive down the road? Well, you have to have gas. Yeah, you gotta have tires too, motherfucker. Oh. Tires and them shits is expensive. Dude, they are expensive. I gotta get some for my vehicle, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, maybe I'll just hold out and get a new vehicle." <laughs> you know what you need to do? What's that? You need to go rent you a Ford Explorer that has the same size tires as you. Switch them and what? then. Take that shit back, turn that rental in, and you've paid 50 bucks for a brand new $800 set of tires. No, the tires are bald when I got this motherfucker. <laughs> I've been real hard on it these last two days. So your actual article says, uh, what is this called? Unethical life pro tips. Is that what it's called? That is. Uh, it says, don't buy new tires, rent a car for a day, and switch the tires. <laughs> Uh, did we see any of the comments on this? Because there's 123 comments. <laughs> there's one guy that literally says, tires, question mark. Hell, my uncle used to do full engine swaps back in the 70s. <laughs> and I've seen that one, dude. I'm, that is fucking ingenious. Yeah, that you is have, ingenious. You know who I thought about when you said that? My dad. Yeah. Probably, my dad, he can Hold make it damn happen. flashlight. <laughs> well, hell, Richard Lee, you need a new transmission. Go, go rent you one. Hell. I'll get that shit in there for you. All you got to do is remember the secret words when you take it back. Something don't sound right with that engine. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and we're just scrolling down a little bit. And yeah. this one catches my eye as well. If you're ugly, yeah. schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be happy for the rest of your life. <laughs> Speaking of which, we won't get too far off of this. We both realized a couple of weeks ago on the little little diamonds or the diamonds, little, little darlings. darling, um, 
that there's a that song. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, you know, marry an ugly woman. Yeah, that's what they're I didn't saying. Know that's what they said. We didn't know that's what they said. It's basically saying if you want to be happy, marry an ugly chick. She's never going to leave you. What's her options? <laughs> right. You're never so, going to be heartbroken. So that nah, just stuck in my head. But anyways, if you're ugly, what now? But if you're ugly. Now, a lot of people can relate. All right. Schedule, <laughs> Especially our audience. Am I right? <laughs> Schedule a free appointment with a plastic surgeon for something like a rhinoplasty. Right. And the a doctor... nose job, basically. Yes, for all you morons out there. Yeah, it's it's a not nose like job. where you get a heart thing. That's different. Oh, that ain't it? <laughs> You're you not going to get... get a horn put on your head. It's not rhinoplasty. Rhinoplasty. <laughs> it's a nose job. Anyways. The doctor takes photos before and after, or, you know, the before photos so he can take an after and show all his clients. Or yeah. The doctor takes the photos and sends them back to you with alterations so you can see the changes. So it's basically he photoshops it so you can see what you would look like after the surgery, what they're going to make you look like, right? Right. And what you do is you use those pictures that they send you to put on dating sites so you can get more dates. <laughs> Fuck, that's what we got to do for seeking arrangements. We got to get, uh, who could we send a picture of Bushwhacker Luke to? <laughs> I've got a lot of scar tissue on my forehead, mate. I'm not getting any hits on my profile. Can you get all this shit out of right. me? Right. <laughs> and there we go. And, you know, it's just shit like this, man. I'm not happy about doing some of it, but it's helped me out in life, and I think it will help you out too, Richard Lee. You need some new tires, man. You need new tires. Why did you, Richard Lee, me? Because I'm in my dad. I'm thinking about my dad, and that's what he's saying. You mixed it with a little bit of Uncle Freddy there. Go get that. Go get you a rental, and we'll swap them out, man. (laughs) Fuck the bullshit. Oh, man. I I can't imagine. Uh, I'm just looking through some of these because we haven't looked through all of them. Can't afford the breed of dog you want. Put out a lost dog poster with a picture of the type of dog and hope there's one missing out there. <laughs> if not, put a reward on it and somebody will find one that's missing for you. <laughs> when the Halloween candy goes on sale November 1st, buy a bunch of bags and save it for next year. Who cares if they expire? They're not eating it. <laughs> You're not eating it. Sorry. So that's what he's doing. He's like, buy a bunch of Halloween candy and then take it back the next year. Oh, this one's a, a bit uh, uh, illegal, I think. And all of that, some of that, like the car thing, that's illegal. But this one's for business owners. Business owners who are getting a divorce can hide money by overpaying on their estimated taxes by a huge amount, then filing for a tax extension. <laughs> Ooh, that is some treading some fucking choppy-ass yeah, water right there. That's, because that's some water that Captain Ron couldn't get you down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell no. And you don't want the government on your ass. Uh, we don't endorse these, by the way. These are just on Reddit. <laughs> Reddit's unethical life pro tips. Now, I endorse some of them, but I ain't telling you which ones because you ain't pinning me down for shit. Need to make your dick look bigger? Push back on the fatness around the base and then take a picture. That's not on here. I'm just throwing out some life tips. <laughs> did that work for you it in did. 2008? If you push it back. <laughs> Camera phones were just starting to be yeah. a thing, so if you, you could get away with it. If you trim the shrubbery around it, too, it makes it a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever using a bat to hit someone, put a condom on the other end so they don't so if they try to grab it, they can't get a grip on it. <laughs> Can you imagine? All right, now we heard those stories about, like, I don't know if I've told them on here, about my Uncle Freddie taking the fan belt off. Can you imagine if Freddie would have put in the, the fan belt in a condom? 
Freddie, what are you doing with that condom in the fan belt? So I can't get a good grip on it, mama. <laughs> <laughs> can't be having nobody grabbing this son of a bitch while I'm whooping them. I guess you could do that with just greasing the bat, right? Oh, yeah. Put you don't some, have to uh, put a condom on it and just embarrass yourself. I think they were probably troubled, like a <laughs> fetish person or something. Let's say, put a condom on the end of the barrel. Yeah. There's some stuff on here. Create a fake baby registry on Amazon, Target, etc. To get 15 to 20% discounts on eligible products, plus get an extra baby welcome box for free. <laughs> These are just, that that one is not illegal. Like, you could just say, you know, hey, we lost it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who's going to question you? Is somebody, who, who's the heartless fucking Target exec that's going to be like, no, nah, you fuckers were in here last week. We're going to need to see an obituary, <laughs> yeah. a death uh, notice, uh, what do you call Only it? A death doctor's note. I don't know if they do death certificates. That's a little dark. <laughs> Do we want to go there? Um, we'll do one or two more. Buy a gift for yourself with a buy a gift yourself a premium award every month to get Reddit premium cheaper than paying for it normally. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Uh, trick or treating with your kid when you find a house with full size chocolate bars, throw a ghost sheet over the costume and they can hit the house again. <laughs> That's a little bit shy, Steven. Yeah. But, you know, uh, what we got here. If you often like the time to cook, but you want to eat decent meals while saving money, go to your local hospital's cafeteria. It beats the hell out of fast food, and you can typically if you you can typically get a four course meal for around six bucks, <laughs> and no one will question why you're there so often. Bullshit! <laughs> this hospital in this town that is a total crock of shit. My wife was in the hospital earlier. This year. Right, I can't talk right, right. Dude. I got you. No, she you're was good. she was in the hospital earlier this year, and uh, we spent maybe a week there or what or she right. did, and. Um, I damn near went broke going to the hospital. Oh, yeah. Because I got a salad and a drink, and it was 13-something. Yeah. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, but that's a good notion. Well, speaking of things that aren't true, put a Blue Lives Matter and or a Thin Blue Line bumper sticker on the rear of your car to greatly reduce the chances of getting a speeding ticket. Let me be honest with that. does not. You think it does in theory, but it does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll do one more. Um Let's look through here real quick. Um, well, let's do this, Josh. We talked about this, and we didn't really pull it up, but uh, that was one that we saw. It was like how to get into anywhere for free. And it was basically uh, what you do is you grab a ladder, and you can just walk into any business with you and your friend, grab a extension ladder and a toolbox, a tool bag, and you could walk into anywhere for free. And there was this video of this these two guys on Facebook that grabbed an extension ladder, threw a tool bag on, and just walked into a movie and just sat there and watched the whole movie. Uh, because no one will question you if you look like you belong somewhere and you look like you're working on something. That's the thing. Nobody ever questions the people that work on things because... You, you know, you don't want to look like an asshole. Hey, you're supposed to be here? <laughs> yeah, I'm Jim, the electrician, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So oh. usually, you're right. If you see right. somebody with the implements of work, hey, they're supposed to be here. They're, and if you ever get in a jam, ask somebody, hey, where's the electrical box at? And they will right. try to show you right. opposed to checking your ID. Right. I, I just, if you have that confidence, I've never had that confidence, but... I tell you what, Josh, we have went on and on for a while now, and we're overtime. 
OT. OT. Do you want to hold some of the stuff or do you want to talk about something that we have here? Eh, I mean, uh, maybe have time for one more little yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. A little darling. Ooh, ooh, we have one more time for one, one more, more little darling. One more segment. Yeah, we... In the past few weeks, uh, I'm not sure if it was this last show or the show before. Right. But uh, we had a show, or we had a show, God almighty, we didn't have a show about this. We had a segment on the show about a little darling, <laughs> I guess you could say, <laughs> a uh, a little person who was thought to be 30 years old and the government was saying that she's really like 14 years old or something like that. There was a big confusion about how old she was, if she was trying to kill the family of her adopted parents. And pretty much what happened, the family left this country. They went to Canada, moved. They set this little, this little darling up in an apartment <laughs> right, and left her. They right. said she's here's twenty dollars. Good luck, motherfucker. There's at least you are at least thirty years old. That's what they think. Some <laughs> yeah. doctor told him that, yeah. and they said uh, she's had a menstrual cycle. Now, if she's fourteen right. years old, I see it. But this happened. Right. She was supposed to be six. Assumingly, this happened back when they first got her. Right <laughs> back when they first like she's a fucking Taurus. <laughs> well, no, she was already a yeah. certain age. She was from the Ukraine, and she was supposed to be six. But they're saying they no, think she might like have been 26. twenty something. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, at worst they abandoned a, a small child. At best they got away from a killer. <laughs> right, but it's all in the the way you're looking at it. Right, because we're gonna watch this video, and it's pretty convincing. And this is a family that had her before the family that fled. Oh, uh, that had her, and they say them guys, them people that went to Canada are full of shit. So let's see what now, they have to say. Now, here's a question, Josh, and I see a still here. And it's this girl that's missing teeth. Now, that's a dead giveaway, too. You there see, ain't no adult that's going to be that's gonna be cutting teeth. Right. And you're popping the wad, man. That's something I'm sorry. That, that the guy actually Go ahead and on. hit play. Let's, let, let's watch it here. It's a story that's been making headlines across the country. A couple claiming the young girl with dwarfism they adopted was really an adult who threatened to take their lives. Well, now another couple is coming forward to say they wanted to adopt the child and they can prove her real age. It's the mystery captivating the nation. Okay, hit pause. I'm on the fence. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, like... Like she looks like she is suffering from dwarfism. Can we say that? She is. She is. She is. Because her arms are shorter. Yeah. Um, everything, you know, is in is in line with that. Right. But the problem with that is I'm sure the bone density might be different. Right. And um you now, know Now, can we say the people that wanted her, they don't look like high class citizens either. <laughs> I guess no, they're not high class. They <laughs> is there, am I getting ahead of the story? Well, you're, you're all right. Just you're play, head just... and shoulders above them. That's for sure. <laughs> and they are of her. So we're we're on a we're on a, we're on a mission here. Let's go. Let's see what we got. They're, they're short Americans. Yeah, short Americans. a sixteen-year-old or a thirty-year-old woman pretending to be a teenager. Now this couple is coming. Oh, to okay. Hold up. Wait. 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 
Yeah, they're short Americans. <laughs> I just hey, hey, you ever heard that saying? It takes one to know one. Would this not apply right now? Jesus. Would this not apply? I'm serious. Would it not? Oh man, they should know. Hey, she's just like us. Let me be honest. This is a child. You know when they say God has somebody for everyone out there. Yes, it's like right man, there. How did they find each other? Right. Is they there could. like a short American step ladders? Maybe. <laughs> is it? I'm sorry. I had to. Is there like a short American dating website out there? Look, I'm gonna be honest. You don't have to be. You don't have to be lonely. I'm gonna be with under five three only. (laughs) 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 Oh Jesus! Oh, you fucked me up. Oh Jesus! Look, they have conventions because Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, I used to watch the roll-offs, uh, you know, the family, the farmers, yeah. the little people. Yeah. And uh, they got normal children sprinkled about, too. <laughs> normal <children>. They're normal <laughs> height. <laughs> oh, HR is going to call you in tomorrow. <laughs> Josh, we got you talking about little Americans here. Short Americans. Uh, and Yeah, you correct them. <laughs> Short Americans, uh, Brenda. <laughs> You can tell that left one, the, the man, the male short American, must have popped off wrong to a few people because he's got a couple scars on his left temple. That's a chicken pox scar. <laughs> he's little. They're, they're he's bigger. little. They look bigger on him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> look, these are just uh, jokes. Yeah. Come on. We love but, everybody. Yeah. If you're the appropriate height. <laughs> but, anyways, so. But yeah, they met each other. I'm I'm shocked by that. You know, it's like, so they they want this little girl. <laughs> Come on, let's get let's get there. You told me before you're like this might be a problem. <laughs> I did. Didn't you I? did. You did forewarn me. Okay, here we go. That little one done popped off and got hit in the head a few times. <laughs> What'd you say, you little motherfucker? <laughs> uh, sorry. Go ahead settle it once and for all. Vincent and Nicole DePaul live with dwarfism just like Natalia. They tried to adopt the Ukrainian-born orphan in 2009 before she was given to another... Them motherfuckers are shortists. Yeah. Because... I'm going to be honest with you, though. Those two people that she ended up with right there, they don't look like the most non-shady people in the world. They look like they run a family used car dealership, <laughs> and you can pawn guitar amps in trade of a down payment on one. Of Come them. on down to Greg and Brenda's house of Honda. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pawn your amplifier and drive out of here in an eighty-two Accord today. Eighty-two Accord. Family: uh, Michael and Christine Barnett. Uh, Natalia stayed with the family at their home in this neighborhood. Do you think he's really there? Albany, New York. Looks like a green. Screen. It looks like a green screen. It's like you know when somebody's standing where they're supposed to be on the street, and you can kind of see it. You don't see the green hue, but you're like, they're not there. They're not. He's not. Yeah, he's not there. He's standing in the middle of the fucking road. <laughs> if he's there, <laughs> go ahead. For multiple long weekends to see if she was a good fit. The DePaul showed me stacks of they had to throw that in. That See if she's a good fit. Official birth date. Date of birth, 9 4 2003. According to this, she's 16 she's years 16. old today. Exactly. There are people out there who think she's 30. That's ridiculous. I'd say that's ridiculous. Now, look, 
I could type up some shit <laughs> on fucking Word, and it will look just as right. legit as that. Right. That's done been Xerox at least seven times. Yeah, you doesn't... see all the smearing and whatnot. I mean, if you're on Inside Edition, couldn't you get some like crisp-looking documents? Yeah, and the thing that I'm really fucked up about is, look at how short those upper cabinets are. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. In the background. Yes, because. The upper cabinets are about four feet off the ground. Yeah. And they're going to tell you why. They're the dishwasher is the <laughs> It's got a special cutout for the dishwasher. <laughs> is that not great? Yes. And look, the dishwasher's higher oh, than the sink faucet. Yeah. It's just so. <laughs> <laughs> the dishes don't get all the way clean from having to pump the water so high up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There we go. Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Natalia's age has been at the center of a worldwide controversy after this. Co- Was that what, like, did somebody shoot a video? Tell me you're 30, goddammit. <laughs> I am 16. <laughs> it looked like a hostage video. Yeah, it did. It, it didn't look good. Couple, the Barnetts, adopted her and made a shocking claim. She's an adult. When I spoke to Michael Barnett, he was pretty certain that Natalia is actually an adult masquerading as a child. What do you have to say about that? When I heard that, I was shocked. I mean, she looks like a child. She acts like a child. Did you ever think she might not be a six-year-old, she might be an adult? Never. <laughs> Never. The DePauls shared these photos of Natalia with their daughter, Mackenzie. As you can see here. That's a baby tooth. She lost a tooth and she's got another yeah. tooth. Yeah. Age wasn't the only issue for the Barnett. They claimed that Natalia tried to kill them, even alleging she tried to push her adoptive mom into an electrified fence. The DePaul. Now, look, maybe <laughs> we're just dealing with like a demented Dennis the Midget. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you know what? Dennis the Menace. menace. <laughs> That's what I mean. Jesus, meant. yeah. <laughs> Where maybe she was. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Maybe she was just. You know, mischievous. They're sitting on Barbie furniture in this fucking video clip. <laughs> but do you agree? Maybe yeah, she was maybe just she a was, mischievous yeah. child. Uh, like maybe she, she was joking around. Let me push her into the fence. Let me put an attack on the top yeah. of the stairs for this old bitch. Right. Saying I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> if you, hey, when I was a kid, if you kept on and kept on and kept on poking the bear, right. you know, you're going to lash out. And I You could, mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. Can you imagine if, I mean, it's like you, if you, somebody's accusing you of something yeah. over and over and over and right. over, and over sooner or later you're going to snap, even if it ain't true. Right. Quit saying that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> if I, you know, you're 30, ain't you? You're, oh, yeah. God. You know, that's probably what she was doing. Yeah, I mean, after a while, you're just like, I'm tired of hearing it. Right, right. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kill these old people. <laughs> Push that one in an electric fence. Put pine saw on that one's coffee. Right here we go. I mean, let's be honest though. I'll say that's not even physically possible. Let's be honest though. They weren't living the best life apparently because they got divorced. Who's to say the man wasn't putting the pine saw in her in her coffee? You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're right. If they needed a way out. Yeah. Oh, that was her that did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hell, he just adopted her. We don't right. know what she's about. Right. <laughs> Probably thirty fucking years old. Right. You can't tell. <laughs> Let's leave her in Cincinnati. <laughs> Pin a hundred dollar bill on her collar and loo- let her loosen an apartment building. Here we go. 
even physically possible. If me and my wife tried to push an average height person into an electric fence, I don't think it would really go that well. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do it. Some Do it. I want to see it. I'll pay money. Put it on pay review. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least he's a realist. Call it. Can can we fence her? And just let's see little people, little Americans try to push a woman into an electric <laughs> fence. Would you not pay to see that? Would you not pay good money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Roy trying to push Brenda into this small barn fence. It looks like the couple is forming a Voltron <laughs> trying to push Tom into the fence. <laughs> oh, God, I would pay good money to see that. Just to see what happens. Struggling to walk and then pushing an average height woman. It's, it's ludicrous. It's Their daughter, Mackenzie, who is now 14, has fond memories of holidays with Natalia. It's, you know, kind of ridiculous how she's being portrayed. Now, let's be honest. Down kitchen. The DePaul's Hold on, wait, Pauls. <laughs> let's be honest. She, when they put them side by side, you know, the little, the, the little darling there. <laughs> yeah. She, she's 14 now, but when they put them side by side, the Ukrainian girl did have a bigger head. She was she did look older. She was older. Okay, by a couple of years. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. she's supposed to be sixteen now. Yeah, their daughter is fourteen. Gotcha. So she would have been like four, and the other one was like six. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. You can see that. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Hit play. This is our scaled down kitchen. The DePauls uh, live in a house that's really been designed to accommodate so their easier. height, like these lower kitchen appliances. Uh, which Richard touched on yeah. earlier. <laughs> they Sorry. are concerned that when the Barnetts moved to Canada and left Natalia in an apartment in this house in Lafayette, Indiana, it didn't accommodate her size. The couple has pled not guilty to abandonment charges. They just left her in an apartment by herself with a tall kitchen, a tall... She can't reach anything. How is she supposed to live? Are you angry with them? I am. The Barnetts are doing court. Like you with said. With a tall kitchen, Richard. <laughs> she just left them in there with a tall kitchen. A regular size kitchen. Mean, look, you know. Now, here's the thing. If if the couple's wrong, if the couple's right, they abandon a 30-year-old adult that was trying to kill them. If they're right. If they're wrong, they abandon a 14-year-old girl that has dwarfism. Okay. If I go into the 7-Eleven tomorrow and I spend $1,000 on lottery tickets and I pick the right numbers, right. I win. Right. If I don't, I'm fucking screwed. I'm getting a divorce, Richard. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like what happened. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you're going to adopt a kid, it's your job to kind of, you don't just go out and go, I want that one. You know, you know what I mean? You, you vet the process. You spend time with them. You know, how many years that one got on? <laughs> no, you don't do that. But I mean, I'm saying like, if she's got baby teeth, you know, she's not, she's not 30. Right. I, mean, I don't think, I think there's probably some other thing that was going on with those people. Yeah. And they just got out of the country because that was the cherry on top. Now, can I say this? And this might just be a wild theory. There's a thing that me and my wife talk about with people with crazy eyes. Like, if you see people that their eyes are really close together, or they're too far apart and they're looking different directions. The the dad that left, <laughs> the dad that left her in 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 the house, the apartment. Yeah, he had crazy eyes. Did he not? 
Uh, either that or that's what we call a uh, serial killer. Eyes. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have good eyes. He had eyes that was like he didn't know where the camera was at all times, or both eyes didn't know where the camera was at all times. So he looked like a distraught professor, like there's been crunching on that <laughs> that one formula, <laughs> and he's been up for like four days, mm, right? And he was just, oh goddamn, shit, I, it's an adult. I'll say this: it doesn't really go well for them that they were going. They're going through a divorce right now too right they're they're splitting up so there's there's other factors there i think too uh i think it's a good story to think that this is a 30 year old that's been living in their house but let's be honest probably more than likely a kid and yeah whenever they started talking all that shit guess what movie was popular what orphan i don't know what orphan is it's the same thing that these people are talking Ah. about so they they saw the movie and found their way out. I guarantee you that's what happened because in that movie the the little ad- adoptee girl, the little darling, the little darling has <laughs> has a uh, condition to where she's really older but she looks like a child. So I guarantee you they watched that movie. They were high on crank and they we gotta get to fucking Canada. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. If we leave her here, they can't extradite. <laughs> so. Ah, it is what it is, man. I feel bad for the little little darling. <laughs> I do too, man. But uh, I tell you what, I also feel bad about Josh. Uh, that's it for this week. And we've went over, so you fuckers are lucky. And uh, if you want to hear more of stuff that we've done, more of stuff we've done, my talkie thing's broken. Uh, if you want to hear more of our episodes, Josh, how do they do that? Well... Go to however you're listening to this podcast right now. There are the archives, and you can find all kind of shit on there. Yeah, all kinds of shit. All, you know, uh, Olympic gold medalists. Good shit. Uh, uh, bad shit. A lot of shit we wish we could take back, <laughs> but we can't sift through all that. Is that and, one episode we just talked about dick problems? Oh, you mean like everyone? Yeah. Okay. But uh, on Twitter, if you want to get with us on social media, on Twitter we are at P3 Radio, the number one. On Facebook, just put in your search bar, pop poncho, and you're bound to see our picture. And if you want to get with us via voicemail, leave us one. We might play it on the show or text us or whatever. Our phone number is 731-300-6675-247. Mofo. And if you really want to get with me, Put your hands where my eyes can see. <laughs> That's all I could think of when you were saying, if you want to get with us, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. For Josh Brawley, this is Richard Mulligan saying thanks for listening and good night. <laughs>